I don't apologize right off the top of the show for the audio on Brad's mic. His microphone was going out. I could not hear it during recording, but during editing, I heard all of the problems. So I want to apologize in advance for Brad's mic, and we will hopefully get this fixed before next week. Radio Drome. It's another wonderful episode of Radio Drome. I am here. Brian is indisposed. And for all you fanboys, Brad's here too. <laughs> Good. Brad's here. I could listen to it now. Yeah, because we're such snobs. We only listen if Brad's there. God. Here's, Brian's not here. And here's the text that I got from him. Poor guy. Oh, you're actually going to read that. I, I, I was figuring we'd be good to the guy, but okay. <laughs> I'm like, yo, you good for Radio Drome tonight? He writes back, fuck me. I have literally been shitting my brains out. Go on without me. <laughs> we will soldier on, Mr. Brian. All right, so since, since we're missing Brian, and I very much want him involved in a couple of our upcoming topics, we're just going to freeball a little tonight. I want to ask you something. When you go to the grocery store, do you end up picking up DVDs all often? No, you know, I kind of used to. Uh... Because over, we have a superstore in our town. I don't know if you guys do. We have a superstore called Meyer, which is essentially just like a super Walmart. And they used to have, uh, like dollar DVDs there at the checkout aisle. And it was usually from that Diamond Entertainment Company. So you'd be checking out, be like, oh, hey, I, you know, I should grab a copy of Pieces for a dollar. Or, you know, I don't own the Crippled Masters. I'll pick that up for a buck. Uh, brings me back to the VHS era when we used to say that about. You know what? I could use Texas Chainsaw Massacre for $5 along with my macaroni. Yeah, I'm going to get myself some pizza rolls and buy a copy of Screwballs. I bought two DVD sets for 5 bucks a piece. One was the Children of the Corn collection. It was yeah. movies 2 through 7 on two yeah. discs. I thought, well, that's cool. And then this next one is called 8 Movie Action Pack. Ooh. Now, I'm going to name all eight titles on this. You tell me which one does not thematically fit here, okay, Brad? Yeah. Fortress, the Christopher okay. Lambert movie. Hell yeah. Cypher, the Lucy Liu movie. Convict 762, one that nobody has ever heard of. Yeah, I've never heard of that. Equilibrium, the Christian Bale movie. Oh, okay. Trancers, yeah. the Helen Hunt movie. Imposter, the Vincent D'Onofrio, Gary Sinise movie. And Christopher Walken in The Prophecy. Tell me thematically which one does not fit. I, I, are you probably thinking The Prophecy? Yeah, because you've got seven cyberpunk movies. Yeah. Oh, oh and, and the, the to uh, Total Recall 2070 pilot. So you've got oh, okay. seven cyberpunk things. Yeah. And then The Prophecy. That just... That's that's really funny. I've seen a lot worse. You ever see those Walmart three packs that, uh, that are like, oh, sweet. It's Child's Play 2 and The Happening? And uh, Highlander? Yeah, th those ones, they kind of want... There's something for everybody in this set. It's Halloween 6 with nuns on the run. Something isn't right here. But see, I picked up a, a set of 85 VHS tapes from a guy. And I'm yeah. going through these. 
there were some doubles. There was some stuff I already had, like the Omega Doom and uh, Witchcraft 7 and things like that. There are movies in this set I've never heard of. And I'm not trying to be egotistical, but if I haven't even heard of your movie, relatively obscure. And it was really funny, the movie that was on the top of this box. It's a movie that should bring you back, starring Robert Ginty and Sandal Bergman. Oh, I've got this. Uh, That's the one where uh, she's terrorist and they turn her into like a cyborg, right? Yeah, it's the one that in a previous Radiotrome you couldn't remember the title for. You remembered the movie, but you couldn't remember the title. Program to Kill. Program to Kill. Program to Kill. That's it. That's it. It, it, That's what's funny, too, is I was having trouble coming up with the title. (laughs) The funny thing is, I remember liking it. I I remember liking the movie. It was, I I watched it a couple of years ago. It's on TV, and I I do remember liking it. For some reason, I couldn't remember the title, and I still. But it's, I'm, I, I'm a Robert, I'm a Robert Ginty mark, though. I'm gonna watch whatever I see Robert Ginty, and I'm gonna watch. That's why I just thought it was funny that we we specifically spoke about that movie, and then that's the very first tape in this box. I thought that was ironic. I like it. That's cool. And then we've got Robert England in. I admit this is a clever pun. Dance macabre. Oh yeah yeah yeah. I haven't seen that. Years. The Graydon Clark movie, I've never seen that. The Great Graydon Clark. Absolutely. And then I got one, and now it's not the movie you're thinking of, obviously. Scream. Oh, that, that, is that the one with the VHS cover? Is like a sickle? Yes, it, it's a sickle being held up in front of what looks like a bloody arena. Yeah, yeah. I, You know what? I've never seen that movie, but that tape was always at our video store. So I remember... I certainly remember the the box art for it. Never actually saw the movie. It's got a copyright of 1982. And I've never seen it either. I'm like, huh, interesting. Scream. Well, I I already like it better than the 90s one. (laughs) Me too. The the cover art's even more original. Yeah, Yeah, it is. Okay, how about Rush Week? It is from 1989, and it's... When Tony Daniels, an ambitious student reporter, goes in search of an exciting story for the school newspaper, she discovers yeah. the dark secrets of Tambor's College. Rush Week, 1989. New release, by the way. Then we got Ripper Man, starring Timothy Bottoms and Mike Norris. We've got we got one that actually is way up Spoonie's Alley. The Land of Faraway. It's like one of those kids' magical fantasy adventures. Uh, Timothy Bottoms, Suzanne York, Christopher Lee... Christian what? Christian Bale as Jum Jum? Well, yeah, what Jack the Kirk. hell? What the, Chris, this is a Christian Bale movie? Uh, Michael Keaton did the part better. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> and then I got some blockbuster tape. It looks like a full moon tape, but there's not a full moon logo on it anywhere called Mystery Monsters. It's got a huge blockbuster presents Mystery Monsters. I actually found a blockbuster video the other day. <laughs> <laughs> there's you still have Man. one no no god no we got rid of our blockbuster video like uh, a number of years ago but when we were in uh, kansas city for uh, the convention there we we spotted a couple of blockbuster videos yeah we still have one in green bay oh there was one in, in champaign over in champaign illinois there's well there there's not a hollywood video anymore of course but the company that moved into the Hollywood video is now a liquor store, but they kept the Hollywood sign up there and just named their place Hollywood Liquors. You gotta give them points for efficiency. I know, I like that. It's like, uh, that sign looks really hard to take down. Uh, 
it's no longer Sam's Liquors, it's Hollywood Liquors. Like I said, give them points for efficiency. I know, right? I like that. Uh, have you ever seen Striker, A Warrior of Tomorrow on the Highway to Hell? I've, I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it. It looks like one of those post-Road Warrior, post-apocalyptic, we think anybody can make a post-apocalyptic movie. Got a videotape screener of Hellraiser Hellseeker. Got one I've never heard of. It's a bloody fork, and it says, A Tasty Horror Film, The Man Eater. You familiar with that one? It looks shot on video by the, the screen caps on the back of the box. Based on the sweet song by Hall & Oates. Victimless Crimes, 1991. That sounds boring. Yeah, it sounds like nobody gets hurt. It's I not... know, I don't, like, I don't like that. What the hell kind of horror movie gets doesn't kill anybody? It's called April Fool's Day. Got got like what looks like a huge thick encyclopedia of Halloween, ten thirty one seventy eight the limited edition two VHS tape set. Oh, oh yeah yeah I, I used to have that. Uh, Defcon four one of the best and most misleading covers ever. I hated the movie loved the cover. Have you, have you seen Atomic Dog? Never seen Atomic Dog. Me either. That one stars Cindy Pickett and Isabella Hoffman. Wow. Yeah. I actually like both of them. That's cool. We got Elliot Gould, Diane Keaton, and Paul Servino in I Will, I Will for now. <laughs> ben Cross as a priest in The Unholy. Oh, I'm sold. It's also got Ned Beatty and, and Hal Holbrook and Trevor Howard. If you don't recognize the title, you might recognize the cover if you Google it. Because this uh-huh. is one of those ones I saw at the video store all the time but never actually rented. Summer yeah. Camp Nightmare. Oh, I've seen Summer Camp Nightmare. You've never seen it? Nope. It's it's not a slasher film. It's like a uh it's kind of like a Lord of the Flies type situation like Chuck Connors. Uh, yeah, Chuck Connors plays uh head of a summer camp who's like really evil and strict and then the campers end up taking it over and it turns it it's it then it turns into like animal farm basically like uh it's it's not i i i didn't i didn't really care all that much for it there were uh there were just some scenes in it that i didn't particularly like well the back Um, of the box summer camp nightmare is an outstanding film about youth rebellion that follows in the footsteps of such greats as taps and lord of the flies i mean you hear that title though you instantly think slasher film but yeah summer camp nightmare sounds like a sleepaway camp knockoff honestly yeah, no, no, that that description is is very much correct. All right, then we got Stage Fright, the one with the guy the guy in the giant owl head costume. I love Stage Fright. Love, love, love Stage Fright. That's one of my favorite slashers from the eighties. And now the next one, I knew of the first two movies. Did you know they made a third cyborg movie? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew they made that. I didn't. I knew about the Jean Claude one and the Angelina Jolie one. I never knew they made one with Richard Lynch and Malcolm McDowell. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's that scene in the trailer where Malcolm McDowell has like a robot hand. He's Will you polish this one, please. Well, he's got a robot hand in Tank Girl too. So, <laughs> Cyborg Three was better than. I don't think anything was better than Tank Girl. We've got The Quest. Henry Thomas, the star of E.T., invites you on a journey beyond your imagination. Not the Jean-Claude Van Damme quest? Not the Jean-Claude quest, no. Henry Thomas and Tony Barry, 1986, A Family Adventure. We got Making Contact, The Survivalist, Contagion, Thunderground, Angela, Silk 2, The Alien Within. 
FM, Cassandra, Ninja Turf, Blood Evil. Blood Evil. Oh, that's great. Yeah, Blood Evil. Stars no one I've heard of. It's introducing Shane Bryant, though. I was wondering where he got his start. Yeah, clearly it was it was in Blood Evil. Uh, it's funny you brought up Screwball Academy, because that's in here. I brought up Screwballs. Those are two different movies. Sorry, sorry. Well, Screwball Academy is in here. Digital Man, Bloodstone, Jung- Jungle Assault. Ooh, Black Force. Black. It looks like, it looks like a rapper holding an AK. Oh my god, this thing is absolutely shot on video too. <laughs> oh, that that one looks like that'll be fun. All right, so let's talk Manimal movie. bad idea um i don't i i'm not opposed to a manimal there's not much for me to really complain about at this point because i don't know what kind of movie it's gonna be i don't know what they're really gonna do with it or anything like that so there's not much for me to really give an opinion on you know what i mean like whether i think like oh man that's gonna suck or oh man that 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 actually sounds like it'd be really good the only thing that and of course i knew this is what they were gonna do but even still, it's like, oh, really, is the CG element of it. Well, uh, I mean more, what's your opinion on them making a manimal anything without Simon McCorkendale? Well, at this point, they don't have any other choice. Well, um, obviously, but I mean... Yeah, like, I if Simon, if Simon McCorkendale, who I loved, I, he was great in that role, if Simon McCorkendale were still with us, Oh, that would be great, you know, bringing McCorkendale back. He, up until the end there, you would see him on interviews, and he still looked, he still looked great, you know? He did not he, look he, bad, no. I mean, like, no, when, he, when he popped up on Nightman as Dr. Yeah. Jonathan Chase, he still looked like Dr. Jonathan Chase. Yeah, he did, and I, I liked what Nightman, that episode of Nightman did with that character. I, obviously, I didn't like the CG parts of it, but I liked that they kind of gave that character... They get, they kind of gave that character depth. a lot of depth in that episode. They they kind of portrayed a more tragic side to the Doctor Jonathan Chase character. I liked that. That episode had some really good parts to it. With what they the, the time travel thing was a little weird, but but the, the Jack but, the Ripper thing was a little weird. Yeah, that was odd. Like okay, it's Doctor Jonathan Chase in time after time. All right. <laughs> no, but what what they did with like him and his daughter and everything, I liked that. In terms of the movie, I just don't want to make it a comedy. Um, uh, that's what I'm afraid of. It seems like nowadays they're never able to go back to an old, especially a TV franchise, and very rarely can they do it straight. Miami Vice, I think the only reason they did is because is it was Michael Mann. I think that's the only reason that got played straight and not for kitschy laughs. Yeah, and, and I, I know that Manimal 
the show, it has a sense of humor. There's there's some funny camp in it. You know, it's got some laughs. There's a difference between that and making like or something like the animal with Rob Schneider. You know, you know, you know what I mean. There's a difference between something like Manimal that does have a sense of humor. Of course, it does. But that's different than if you were to make it just like a really, really sophomore comedy, like Starsky and Hutch was. Yeah, like Starsky and Hutch, or or, or, or something like that. Admittedly, I, I didn't think the Starsky and Hutch movie was that bad, but I know what you're saying. So that that worries that worries me a lot. But but again, you know, maybe that's not the way they're going to go with it. I, I I I hope it's not. I hope it's good. You know, I like that it'll get more people. Hopefully, that it'll get more people who want to seek out Manimal, and then you know we'll get our DVD release. I was going to say, if nothing else, we'll get a DVD release for it. Yeah, exactly. You know, and hey, I think Melody it. Anderson's still kicking around. She so could have her do a commentary. Yeah, you could have Melody Anderson in there. Glenn Larson, uh, the uh, the 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 his uh, sidekick. I can't remember her the, name. The, 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 black the, dude. The, the black dude from Ice Pirates. Yeah, and and very briefly in Manhunter. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, here's here's the thing. You you've heard about that long delayed, and I'm talking like good 15 years at this point. Cagney and Lacey movie that they've every couple of years they threaten us with, right? They're stone cold man hating dykes, and it's all played for laughs. That's what I don't get about these these kind of remakes or reboots. Why can't you just do it like Michael Mann did? Michael Mann, when he brought Miami Vice, he specifically avoided the kitsch. Yeah, there's no reason you can't do a Cagney and Lacey movie set today. Whether you make the characters the same characters or kind of a, a fresh start with you know brand new versions of them, uh-huh. you don't have to play it for laughs. It's you do that and it's geared at an audience who's not the show's audience. And I'll admit, when one turns out to be funny, I will. But regardless of if it's funny or not, it's still not a good version of the source material. Yeah, it could be. It could turn out to be funny. Of course, it can. And, that makes that makes it a good comedy. It doesn't make it a good version of the show. And then, you know, like, there are ways you could have terrific jokes to still make it funny, such as a Cagney and Lacey movie. You cast Meg, you cast Meg Foster as their boss, who gets kicked out after the first case, yeah, and, and then replaced. That's an in joke right there that would actually work within the story. The only one that I've ever seen do comedy while st- still keeping the spirit of the show, is Dragnet. Yeah, Dragnet 87. Because yeah. that was a blatant comedy, but it still kept the tone of the original show, strangely yeah. enough. It was, its comedy was geared to people who love the show, is what it does. The comedy in that was satirical of the show, you know? So fans of the show would really, really get a kick out of that. And plus, Joe Friday was playing it straight. Oh, Dan, Dan, Dan Aykroyd, and I love Dan Aykroyd, and I'm not insulting him with this. He was his most funny when he was trying to not be funny. Does that make sense? A straight man. Uh, he's a straight man in the movie. Yeah, Tom Hanks was was you know not necessarily known for that wacky kind of comedy yet because that was still yeah, relatively early. Yeah, he was still yeah, relatively was. early in his career. He did. He did. He did. Uh, he did Bachelor Party before he did Dragnet. Was Money Pit pre or post Dragnet? I don't remember. Okay, Dragnet's 87. I want to say Money Pit was around that same time. 
because uh, I, I would I would even guess Money Pit at 1987. I might be wrong there, but I would even put that at like 1987. Because Money Pit was very slapstick, and oh yeah, I, and Tom I like Hanks Money made Pit. it work. And it, it, personally, my favorite scene in the Money Pit is a background joke. It's the scene where, where she's getting her hot water, and he's outside the window in a long <laughs> shot, and he's getting attacked <laughs> by the bees. Uh-huh. That's my favorite scene in the movie, and and it's sort of a throwaway joke. She's playing the violin, and the the music of the violin is kind of going along with him, swatting at all of these bees. Which which is also brilliant for filmmaking because the shot was so far away, we they didn't even need to have bees. Yeah, you could just mime yeah. the whole thing. That's a brilliant way to save money too. Yeah, 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 exactly. What do you, well, what do you think about the whole scene that they're doing it like live action CG with Manimal? Uh, well, you knew they were going to go CG. There's no way they're, I, they're, they're... Of course I did. But that doesn't mean I have to like it. Well, but it, it's the same way... Now, I don't know how up-to-date this is, but a couple of years ago I read about Joe Dante was offered... Warner Brothers offered Joe Dante Gremlins 3. And they, they loved his, his script pitch and whatnot. And they said, but we want the Gremlins to be CG. And he said, I'm out. Yeah, not, good for I'm, him. Not, I'm not making a CG Gremlins movie. I won't good do it. Good for him. Yeah, yeah. good Seriously, good for him. And good I don't know him. if he still feels like that now that his career's kind of taken a dumper. I, I love the fact that he said, no, Gremlins is not a CG movie. Uh-huh. And yeah. I think that's the way Manimal should be. I, I'm totally with you on that. You know, if they can do what they did on the TV series, they can do that now. For far um, less money, too, on they, the yeah, TV they could, show. They could, do, they could do that now. And the movie, of course, is going to have a bigger budget than the TV show did. You know, so they can do now what they did on the TV series. The TV series had real animals, and it had those Stan Winston transformation sequences, you know? That would be so cool. It makes me wish that they made a Manimal movie in the 80s, because that's exactly what it would be like. Yeah, and we would have had Simon McCorkendale. We would have had McCorkendale, you know? We would have had Simon McCorkendale. Before he got eaten by Jaws. And see, here was my thing. When I saw Jaws 3, because... You know, I was watching it on cable after I saw Manimal. Yeah. I always thought of his character as sort of the hero, and but but the hero died. No. Yeah. What? Yeah. What the hell? McCorkendale was my favorite part of that movie. Yeah, it's like Dennis Quaid's not an action star. Simon McCorkendale is an action star. God damn it. Yeah. Damn right. <laughs> that's the that's the way I looked at that. I haven't heard you talk about this yet either. Uh, that photo of uh, RoboCop. I don't want to talk about it. Oh, yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. <laughs> you, you basically know what my rant is going to be. What is uh, yours? Are you, are you on their side that, that it's more sleek and streamlined? Or are well, you on that's not f***ing Robocop? Okay, here's my thing on it. One, I don't think that's going to make or break the movie. If the movie's good or bad, I don't think it's going to have anything to do with that. When I looked at it, uh, I didn't think it was necessarily bad. It was just to me. It was kind of like, well, that looks kind of like Batman. That that was sort of my thing. And, and Brian didn't see it when he looked at it, but but I kind of did. It didn't piss me off or anything like that. I mean, it could certainly be a hell of a lot worse. For me, it it does come down to whether that movie's good or bad. It, it isn't going to have anything to do with that. I, I think a good movie could be made with that suit. I don't think that suit is is that punishingly bad you know i i do agree i i really don't think they need to change it i i, I don't at the same time you know i i 
I'm not saying that you're like this. You probably are. If that's what the costume looked like in the original movie, and then they're doing this remake, and in this remake it looked like it did in the original movie, I think you people would bitch about that too. I, I'm not so sure. If really, really, you'd be like, no, really, it, you it, would be like, oh, that's not. The, you wouldn't be like, oh, that's not the black suit from the original. What's this gray shit? Flip flop. If you flip flopped it, and the bulkier '80s or looking version was the one being made in 2012. Yes, I'd bitch because it wouldn't fit. That's what I mean. Like people would people would bitch if the old one is what it looked like now. If the older one looked like the 2012, looked like the 2012 version. Well, see, here's here's where my biggest problem comes in with them changing the costume, and we discussed this before, so we won't spend a lot of time on it. But uh-huh. is the fact that they go out of their way to make fun of the original costume that yeah, like- that, that, that is unnecessary. I mean, if you're going to change it, change it. What are they doing to make fun of the original costume? There's a scene in the script where OC, sorry, or or whatever they're called now, because they're not omni-consumer products anymore. There's a scene in the script where they're trying, they're actually doing a test audiences on what the new, on what the costume for RoboCop should look like, and they show the original costume, and people laugh at it. And one of the notes that they get back, one of the executives jokes, they say it looks like a toy from the 1980s. Oh no, no, I don't like that. That's, That's just unnecessarily pointing out, hey, we're much cooler, we're sleeker, we're more awesome than that old movie. I, uh, I'm with you. I agree. I totally agree with you on that. I think that's really disrespectful. And uh, I hope that that doesn't end up in the final cut of the movie. Right. I'm just going off the script, so I don't know if that scene might not get shot. It might get shot and then cut. We don't know. But that just shows the kind of disrespectful tone I think the script has right off the bat. I don't. I. 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 I don't like that. I. I don't like that. I. I am with. You. I am with you on that. The other thing with the RoboCop costume is, I don't understand. Okay, I guess I do understand. You pointed out how much it reminds you of Batman. I think that's the point. I think, think they so? want. I think they want people to be reminded of Batman. Do you think so? Yes, because even on a subliminal level, everyone loved those three movie two and a half movies. People will go, well, he looks like Batman, and I loved Batman, so I'll love RoboCop. I really do think that that is part of the marketing ploy. Two and a half, please, son. I love two of those movies. <laughs> well, you said Dark Knight Rises had things you did like in it, so... Yeah, like three scenes, hardly half of that three-hour movie. So, like, I, I could also see it from the standpoint of, like, are, are they sort of designing it if something like that actually were to be made? If, if you actually were to make a RoboCop, I could sort of see, you know, doing, looking at it from the standpoint of that is this is probably what that would look like if, if that were in some universe to get made. I can see it from that. The Batman thing also wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me. I'm not, again, it's like I said, the costume, it doesn't, it doesn't make, it doesn't make me mad. I, I certainly wish it looked more like the, uh, the original costume, I, I I do, but again, it's like I said, I I don't think that that's going to be what makes or breaks that movie. I do like this is one thing I was worried about with the costume, and it and so that makes me and so that makes me happy is that I thought you were going that I I was scared that you were going to see a lot more of his face. Um, oh, to, to give him more of like the personality and yeah, like that. I was very scared about that, and you don't with this. He he, he has 
he has the helmet, that black helmet thing, that cowl thing sort of going on. That is reminiscent of that is reminiscent of the other one. So that that makes that certainly makes me happy because I I was definitely worried that it was gonna just be like some clear glass shield over his face or something. Which which kind of goes to we're we're not really going to discuss this much this week because we'll be discussing it more next week. But like like the difference between Judge Dredd and Dredd, there there was no way there when they made Judge Dredd in 1995 that they were not going to cast someone like Stallone and then hide his face throughout the entire movie. That was never going to happen like that. Carl Urban is, I think he's a good actor, but he's a small enough name that you don't have that issue with him keeping his helmet on the whole movie. Oh, man. I so Tomorrow, man. Tomorrow night, Dread Night. I am super freaking excited about this movie. There's like, like a 1% chance I'm not going to like this movie. Well, okay, and here's something I noticed. I'm not calling anything a ripoff of the other because I like I know Dread was in production before the Raid was, so yeah. calling it a ripoff of the Raid is just ridiculous. But okay, the Raid is about a bunch of cops trapped in a building with thugs trying to kill them. Yeah. Judge Judge Dread is about a bunch of cops trapped in a building with people trying to kill them. End of Watch is about a bunch of cops with, with trapped in a building with people trying to kill them. You noticing a pattern here? I didn't know that's what End of Watch was about. The cops get greenlit by some by the cartel, and they get lured into an apartment complex with you know like one of those open middle swimming pools, and then it gets locked down, and everyone's shooting at them, and it's like oh, so it's the raid, but done found footage style. Oh, nice. Oh, I I, I didn't know that that's what that movie. I I couldn't tell from the trailers really what that movie was supposed to be about. But, I, I mean, I, do you I, see I, a pattern with three movies in the same year, <laughs> arguably it, having the same plot? I, it's coincidence. I mean, end of watch. I don't know. It's the dread and the raid. I put it. I definitely put it coincidence. And I didn't even notice this at first, but the master came out the same week as Resident Evil Retribution. So you've I got like, Paul, yeah. you've got Paul Thomas Anderson going up against Paul W S Anderson in the theater. That I kind of like. That is awesome. Yeah, I know. I noticed that too. I was like, oh. and 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 that at last we're getting the master uh, tomorrow. So we didn't get it last weekend. Last weekend it was just in Select City, and I was like, "Oh man, we didn't go. We didn't get the Master last weekend. I would have gone and seen the Master and Resident Evil in the same day because I had to go see Resident Evil anyway from the website. <laughs> now I'm gonna see the Master as well. Well, I, I think now keep in mind I haven't seen the Master yet, but just based on the trailer, I'm gonna go with what Brian Lewis wrote in Geek Juice's Trailer Park this week. So was the title Oscar bait the movie already taken? Oh, yeah, yeah, because it looks so much different than P.T. Anderson's other movies. Well, it looks different than Boogie Nights and Magnolia. Oh, Magnolia wasn't Oscar bait? And, and, not, and, the trailer, me, not the don't trailer. Get me, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm a big Paul Thomas Anderson fan. I like the guy a lot. But come on. The Master looks like a P.T. Anderson movie. If that's the Oscar bait movie compared to There Will Be Blood? Really? See, that's the only one I haven't seen. Well, not counting the Master, obviously, which does hasn't come out yet. I haven't seen There Will Be Blood yet. I've got the DVD. I've heard it's great, but I've it loved great. I've loved Punch Drunk Love. I've loved Boogie Nights, Magnolia, Hard Eight. I've loved all his other movies, so I don't see why I won't like There Will Be Blood. Yeah, you'll like There Will Be Blood. Um, the Master, I think the Master looks great, and that's not what I think of when I think of Oscar bait at all so i disagree with that yeah the movie looks really well made yeah it's got great actors in it 
looks like it's got great performances in it. The story looks really, really intriguing. So, sue them. They're trying to make a good movie. Whatever. Is it going to get Oscars? Maybe. Hopefully, if it's really good, hopefully it should get Oscars. That's not what I think of when I think of an Oscar bait movie. What I think of is that freaking movie that was out last year, extremely loud and incredibly close, with the kid and his dad. The Tom Hanks one, yeah. Yeah, where his dad at the beginning dies at the World Trade Center, and then the kid, who I think is autistic or something, is going around like looking for like what this key belongs to that his dad left him, and then he befriends a blind man, and then it turns out that the kid's grandparents like were in the Holocaust, and the kid's name is Oscar. That and the other one that I thought of as Os- why not just you know just give him the Oscars now was that Glenn Close movie Albert Knobs, the the, oh, the one, I, the, the I one where she's I, pretending to be a dude. It, that looked like Oscar bait in a performance sense, in an acting sense, because there's a difference. There, 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 there's there, there's a difference. That one to me looked it it did look like that in terms of the performance of the lead actor and the role that they're playing. Okay, so it's a good performance. What's wrong with that? I don't know, but there are certain performances that just scream, I took this role to win an Oscar. I do agree with that. I I, I do. Cuba Gooding Jr. in radio. Cuba Gooding Jr. in radio. You can't can't say he looked at that and said, I think this will be a very entertaining movie. He looked at that and said, I'm getting an Oscar for this. Yes, I do agree that there are parts like that. but, uh, But I mean, again, like, I don't think that every movie that looks like it's kind of pretentious or yeah, any, I don't think pretentious is the right word for that one. That, that's not the that's not the right word. I, I don't think that any movie that looks like it's going to be this big kind of searing drama should be instantly written off as Oscar bait because it could still be good. Uh, but I do agree with that that there are performances like Cooper Gooding Jr. in that like that. Sean Penn one was that I am Sam or whatever it was called or that uh, that uh, uh, other one that all kings men um, have you seen the trailer for that new Sean Penn one the, the no. one where he's basically playing okay he's basically playing Robert Smith of the cure as he tracks down the Nazi war criminal that tortured his father in Auschwitz sold sold I'm seeing this it, it, it's uh Oh god, the title just fell out of my head. The trailer looks really good. Yeah. It's oh. one of those ones where he is so far into the performance, it's either going to be an absolute disaster or absolutely brilliant. There's not going to be a middle ground with that movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I'm I'm from what you've told me, sold. I'm going to see this. Or okay, okay, speaking of uh because I, I, I will certainly concede that there are certain movies out there, of course, that, I mean, I mentioned the extremely loud and incredibly close thing earlier, like Bad Oscar Bait, you know. we got to talk about the new Terrence Malick movie, speaking of Bad Oscar Bait. Oh, do we have to talk about Terrence Malick? I really don't want to. we got to, because I've heard some things about this. One, it got booed at the Venice Film Festival. There is some good news about it on my part, because I'm going to have to go see it. It's under two hours long. Yeah, yeah. It must have been under, it, like, a studio mandate or something. Right. It's under, it's under two hours long. I guess Affleck is the lead, but he has only, like, six lines in it or something like that. And someone said that it's so pretentious that it makes Tree of Life look like Transformers. I didn't think that was actually possible. Neither did I. Oh, my. What the hell is this freaking movie? Well, speaking of Transformers, you heard that the fourth one is supposed to be more of a reboot? Yeah, I, I knew that. I knew that uh, 
I think they they sort of announced that after the third one came out. Well, speaking of that, that reminds me. I just saw the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3D trailer today. How does that look? What do you think? I haven't seen the trailer. Hey, there was a two percent chance where you'd be like, you know, dude, it looks really good. No, it it, it actually. I'm I'm not saying this out of like my hatred for the remake and the prequel. It yeah. looks just like one of those. It's too slick. It's it, it it's too overdone. What they don't realize with these Texas Chainsaw movies is you can't make them look that professional and make them feel like a Texas Chainsaw movie. Yeah, I I agree with that because I didn't like I didn't like the remake or the prequel either. It's a remake equal. They, it, I didn't know that that it's not. It, it's in continuity with the original. Is that it? Or yeah, is it just... it's ignoring all the sequels, the other remake, the prequel. It's a sequel only to the first one, but they said it, part of it will be a remake of the first one. So it seems like maybe the first third, maybe of the movie, will be a remake of the first TCM, and then go into where we're making the real Texas Chainsaw Two, which I think okay. is just stupid. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, does it take place in the seventies? Yeah, in 1974. It, who's who's in this? Is anyone I, notable I think that, in it? Not, not that the trailer showed. The trailer didn't play up anybody notable. What's Leatherface look like? Is he like... They like don't show the, him. The, he, he's, oh. he, he's done in real quick quick flash frames of long-distance shots. Uh-huh. So you only get to see his arms or things like that. They don't show Leatherface. I, I don't like... Just... I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, it's you could easily just say, okay, this comes between the first one and the second one, which is where they're taking place in 1974. Yeah, you could be like, uh, this, this easily, it, it just takes place between the first one and the second one. You know, just, just say that. Uh, just, just say something like that. Or with that, the only thing that I could at least hope for with that is that I hope the 3D is fun. <laughs> well, okay, what are you hoping for for 3D? Resident Evil style, where everything comes at the camera, or Avatar style, where it's atmospheric? What do you think? Of course I'm, <laughs> oh, of course I want the gimmicky style 3D. I had to Resident, ask! Which Resident Evil didn't have enough of that. I mean, like, the 3D, that was okay, but I mean, they could have done a lot more of that. Oh yeah, I want, like, Dread Angry 3D, My Bloody Valentine 3D. That's yeah. That's that's what I want with that's what I want with that movie. Who wants atmospheric 3D Avatar stuff with a chainsaw massacre 3D movie? No one <laughs> wants that. They want stuff flying at the screen. They, they they want body parts. That was the problem with that damn Saw 3D. I mean, it wasn't the only freaking problem, but I was gonna say that's it. No, uh, it wasn't it. But like, but the 3D in that it was basically just kind of atmospheric. 3D, like nothing much happened with it, and plus that movie was really dark anyway, so you couldn't tell what was going on at the time with those glasses on. That was a that was a real missed opportunity because I could have been like, well, that movie really sucked, but at least the 3D was fine, and it didn't even have that. So I do ho- certainly hope that with this. Oh yeah, isn't that something else that they're doing too? Like they took massacre out of the title. Dude, I uh, yeah, God, actually, could... no, actually, no. I think the title card on the trailer comes up, Texas Chainsaw 3D. Yeah, yeah, that's, I don't like that. I didn't even notice that until you brought it up, and I'm like, yeah, that's right. How, how did you, of all people, not notice that? Because I was already mad at how just bad it looked. <laughs> Anger, clouds the judgment. 
<laughs> that is something you would pick up on so fast. You would pick up on that before you even saw the trailer. I'm off my game, okay? You're really off your game, man. Yeah, I don't, I don't like that they're t- that they've taken Massacre out of the title. So, so yeah, if if, if you're upset about that, I agree with you. <laughs> well, and then I did see one trailer, and I've seen two different trailers for the movie. I think the movie looks really good. Have you seen the trailers for Wreck It Ralph? I do. I do want to see that movie. That looks really fun. I love that line from Zangief. Just because you're a bad guy doesn't mean you bad guy. Yeah, and that looks fun. I am look. I am looking forward to that. It, it looks like it's a really fun finger in the eye at the video game industry, but it doesn't yeah. look like it's doing it in a mean or malicious way. No, 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 not at all. Not at all. It doesn't look. It doesn't. Look, it looks sort of like. In terms of combining all of these established characters and stuff like that, it looks like you know Roger Rabbit with video game characters. You know, not That's that the way the to put plot, it. Not, not that the plot is anything like it, but you know what I mean. With yeah, all of it looks like that, but with video game characters. I really, I, I, I really want to see that. Yeah, I think Wreck It Ralph looks looks really fun, and I'm gonna say this right now. I think the funniest new movie that looks like it's coming out is Twilight Breaking Dawn Part Two. I had tears in my eyes at that trailer. I was laughing so hard at the scene where she jumps in the air and grabs a cougar in bad seats. What? What? Uh, I haven't. It's, it's, have... it's, it's, it's something with uh, emotionless girl. She's hunting a cougar in the woods. It jumps at her. She jumps at it you, like, like something out of an anime, and she tackles it in some of the worst CGI I've seen in a movie of that kind of budget. And I dude, was that, just on the floor laughing at that. Dude, dude, that whole series has the worst freaking CGI, man, for, for, uh, yeah, a movie with the budget that it has. Holy crap. No, I haven't seen the full trailer for it. I saw the teaser trailer for it. I don't know. It was the beginning of something that we went to go see. It might have been at the beginning of the Avengers because it, it, it was a really crowd. It was a really packed house, whatever movie it was. The teaser for it comes up and it shows the part where there's like a deer standing there and she like leans her head past the tree, like scope out the deer. And then it cuts and it says the title. There was a guy in the back of the audience who was like, oh man, she don't eat that deer. <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay, then, then before we go out tonight, have you heard about the Avengers censorship in the UK for the DVD Blu-ray release? Are they taking out all the nunchucks? <laughs> no, they're, they are taking out, spoiler warning for people who have not seen the Avengers. Like you. <laughs> except I know this happens. They, they are editing out part of Agent Coulson's death scene. Why? Apparently, no... This is just what I understand. Any British listeners can correct me if I'm wrong. They don't have PG-13 and whatnot. They more or less have PG-15. When you see the spike come out of Agent Coulson's chest, that knocks it up to a 15. So if they removed that, they got the general audience's thing. So they said to make it so everyone can enjoy the movie, they are editing out part of of Agent Coulson's death so it's acceptable for what would be the equivalent of a PG rating. Ooh, no, nope. So, so the Brits are getting a censored version of Agent Coulson's death. I would, I, I'd wait. I just, you know, it, it's like I do with with anything else that I that I want to see, that I that I that I do that I do want to see. It's like I, it's like I do with anything else like that, man. If I know that they've edited it down to a PG-13, 
sorry, I'm not seeing it in the theater. I'll gladly watch it when it hits. I will gladly watch it when it hits a DVD and it goes on on demand or something like that. But sorry, not going to pay theater prices to see an edited for television movie. So what what do you suggest the Brits do? Import the American version or just live? With, I mean, literally, it's like a second of footage that's cut out. But it's, it's just, still, but it's still the fact that it's unnecessary censorship. It's the principle of the thing, you know. If it doesn't bother you, you know, you know, if it doesn't bother you, you know, okay. But me, it's with when it's when it's when I I'm it's just the it's just the principle of stuff like that for me, because I of course I realize that that cutting that doesn't make the difference between a good or bad movie. Of course I realize that. But it's it's just the principle of it. I'm not I'm not paying I'm not paying prices to see something that's edited for little children to see. I'm not I'm not doing that. I I'm just not. It's just that's just my that's just my thing. If it were something that to me looked terrible and I just don't give a crap either way Okay, yeah. Like when I saw Priest on the midnight screening. You know, like like that. I'd be like, okay, I don't give crap either way, whatever. But if it's something I'm genuinely curious to see that I have some sort of interest in. Not going to do it. The argument that they're giving is only adults and higher end teenagers are going to be able to see the movie if we leave that in. If we oh. if we leave that out or if we uh, edit that out, then 10 year olds are going to be able to see and enjoy our movie. What that equals to me is that's more sales for you. You're doing it to get more sales. And it's Bull, because they'll still go see the movie. So I just even I mean you know my feelings on Joss Whedon, but that, that that's 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 just bullshit. There, there's no way. Yeah, there's no reason that yeah, you needed neither, to edit Coulson's scene, death. Yeah, the Joss Whedon. That's neither here nor there. Uh, but like, yeah, I I I know. I, I I'm with I, I I'm with you. It's just it's just a freaking money thing. That's all it is. And I think it's a BS money thing because the movie would still do damn good regardless. Well, and then you've got the whole Avengers thing with the uh, briefcase oh, wait a minute. not did, coming did out. The, did the Avengers already come out in the UK? Yeah, this is for the DVD Blu-ray release. Oh, oh, uh, sorry, 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 yeah. sorry. I was, but but anyway, yeah, yeah. Don't watch a, don't pay to watch a censored version of something. Just... I, import the American version. Yeah, yeah. I, import import the American version, man. Uh, just do that. Import import the freaking American DVD. You've you've heard about the the briefcase that's probably never going to actually get released for the Avengers, right? Uh, some legal issues or something. Okay, the briefcase that Nick Fury carries the cosmic cube or whatever, and keep in mind I haven't seen the movie, so I'm getting all this part secondhand. Sure. That that's some kind of specific design that they licensed from a German company. Well, they licensed it for the movie. So they were going to put the Avengers, Captain America, the Iron Man movies, Hulk and all that, and Thor in a big box set with a cosmic cube loaded with extras that came in a reproduction of that briefcase. They had them printed. They were ready to ship out all the pre-orders. And then they found out, uh, we didn't actually license this for anything except the movie. The, the the German company that owns this now yeah. says we owe them like ninety four million dollars for the for violating the contract. I uh, just settle out of court, give them something, release the briefcase, just redesign the briefcase, whatever. But but see, here's the funny thing: uh, they were a week away from shipping. That uh, means there are warehouses full <laughs> of these unsellable DVDs right now. I find that sucks. both sad and funny. That sucks. I don't find it funny. That sucks for someone who would want that. 
No, I don't mean for the people that want it. I mean for the company. It, 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 it's funny for the company that they have warehouses full of this thing that they're probably going to end up having to destroy. Well, they should have seen that coming. Whoever missed that in the licensing agreement better fired. not still be working there. Yeah, because... Fired, totally fired. So, so yeah, that that big Marvel movie-verse vo- volume one or something, you guys aren't getting it, at least for quite some time until they can redesign it. And then they got to repress all the all the materials, remake everything, reship them, re-pre-order them. Probably not going to come out till closer to Avengers two time. That'll be like any other DVD uh, piece or something big like that. You get the bare bones edition first, and then years later you get the special edition. Or what would be funny <laughs> is since, like I said, there's there's got to be warehouses full of these. Can you imagine if somebody breaks into one of those and a couple of uh, these leak out to eBay? Yeah, yeah. But but you know there are diehard collectors out there who would love to have one of those things. To oh, have, oh, yeah. I've got the unreleased Avengers box set. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, dude, dude. Yeah, totally. My 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 girlfriend will be one of them. That's like one of her favorite movies. So it's like I just find that that really interesting. And, yeah, I remember hearing about that. That's 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 unfortunate. That's unfortunate, but that's a stupid mistake on their part. But you can't really blame the German company going, I mean, th- they saw dollar signs. I mean, they yeah. made over a billion dollars. I think they're saying, you know what? They can pay us. Uh-huh. It's not well, like they're hurting for money. Well, it with them out of court. Give them some freaking money. They can afford it. I, I, I have a feeling, and this is just speculation, that it, the reason they don't is the company is saying, because you violated the contract willingly, you know, from their perspective, they're probably asking for a ridiculous amount. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably why they won't settle out of court. Is it's a ridiculously stupid amount. I'm sure. That's why you gotta. That's why you gotta do negotiations. Hopefully, Brian will be solid by next week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and back, and then, and hopefully, we will have a coherent topic to talk about instead of freeballing it. I'm just gonna say good night. The children who grew too fast We are the dust of a future
the guests who have stayed too long. We are the end of the endless song.